This is the Convo Lounge. Expression, exposure, experience. Welcome to Convo Lounge, a podcast, yet another exciting episode, expression, exposure, experience. And today we're taking you on an experience of something great, something awesome that we did with the youngsters, a student out at Ikaren Junior School in Mitsumatabe. And uh, we're just going to be talking about that today so that you could get a feel of what we talk about when we say Convo Lounge experiences. Yandile. Absolutely. I think um, this was the first time where we took a practical experience of what we've been talking about. Um, having a local brand that is interested in transferring their knowledge and skills to build talent communities and schools. Um, and what was interesting about Gang Ikaheng specifically, I think when we're doing some of our initial research, uh, we found that I mean, how far is Mitzmutlab? It's like a 15-20 minute drive yeah. if there isn't traffic from gaps. Uh, but majority of the young people there is perceived that they don't even know what Khabarne looks like. Uh, they don't have an exposure. They've never been here. And it was shocking to us because, I mean, if a village is 20 minutes away from Gabs and people are still not exploring this capital city where economic opportunities are, we have more about, you know, a young person who is going to go to the You know what I mean? Um, so that was the first thing. And we got the chance to take them on a learning experience. Um, and Convalange are all about experiences where they get to come and see what's happening in the capital city. And not just a, a casual drive, really uh, core places in the city. We took them to the mass media complex. I mean, the mass media complex is probably one of the most important um, institutions in the country because it is, it's responsible for disseminating information to the public, shaping uh, the public narrative. And then we took them to, uh, I believe they also passed by Dabswana. Uh, I mean, Dabswana is the largest private sector employer in the country. I think about 11,000, 5,000 being employees and 6,000 being contractors uh, directly engaging with the value chain and so they got to go to their headquarters at the corporate center uh, just to also have an interaction um, with some talent at Debsona. Interesting insights, they didn't know. Like, I think 95% of them didn't know what Debsona is. Yeah. Um, but there was another kid, I don't know if you remember his questions, Bakang, who was asking some really deep insights. And I was wondering, and I was like, where what? Are these kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the school has very brilliant um, young talent. You know, that kid that you're talking about, he had asked if um, Debsona has explored uh, diamonds or minerals in other planets and I was like whoa <laughs> but then also it kind of like um, really this is where conversations are when you talk about um, Elon Musk what he's doing with SpaceX um, there's that space tourism so you would also get to wonder uh, what other life is there beyond um, just planet Earth and I remember also something that he asked was if Debsana is looking to what sort of threat is synthetic diamonds yeah. um, to their operations as a as a mine? And I was like, yo, so this, this kid, kid is informed. Yeah, he's informed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then also what they did was um, they've gone to the Botswana parliament. Um, that's actually a very great component of that uh, to see even the laws of the country, how the laws of the countries are made. You know, the economy runs on the country having a stable um, government, having a stable governance of 
how things operate in the country. And when you talk about foreign direct investment, as something that we also continue to talk to um, them about these different foreigners that are coming into the country, they would want to invest in a country that is more stable. And you need to understand how all of these laws um, c- come about. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, coming back to the kid as well that was asking questions, uh, you know, in our education sector or even our Ministry of Education. Um, the mission is to create globally relevant talent or, or young people. And when we talk about the reset agenda and the mindset change campaign that's currently happening, uh, one of the mindsets that we want to inspire um, within Convalanche sessions is a, a child or young talent or a youth that is curious. Um, and not just curious, what we want to see with the on coming sessions that we'll be doing is can they actually convert this curiosity to exploration of business ideas? Can they convert this curiosity to career planning? To start being curious to say, okay, well, if Dapsona hasn't thought about you know, mining diamonds in Mars, then maybe I could do something to keep exploring or to keep re- researching on this uh, particular subject matter and actually add value to industry. And I think one of the things that we want to demystify um, in Botswana is to ourselves as young people is the idea that you need to be 21 or you need to fin- finish university first before you can add value to uh, industry. So yeah, I think that that was some of the, uh, you know, aha moments that I picked up. The other thing, uh, BK, when it comes to connecting, you know, uh, brands with talent communities that I realized, especially when the young people were at the mass media complex, was, you know, the realization that you can be very dynamic in your life. You know, I know that some of them were shocked that I've got a background in finance, but here I am doing radio, right? So how does that work? I never went to school for communications or creative multimedia or broadcasting. How does it work? And I think, you know, we, 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 we recognized a shift in the room when I just said to them, listen, one, seven, eight years ago, somebody gave me the opportunity to be in the room just like you are in the room now. And I followed my curiosity. I followed you know my ability to learn very quickly and i literally learned on the job and so don't take this opportunity of being exposed lightly you 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 might run along with this and you you don't even have to go to university uh for something like this so i think that's some of the highlights that we got from the learning experience yeah. and there was a part where somebody mentioned um bringing how you were able to do so many things yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. getting to to, to multitask uh, right in the dag um, at the same time you're speaking at the same time you're thinking about them that in studio <laughs> yeah. and I think this really just goes back to you know bringing a balance into your own personal life as a student um, how are you able to have these many subjects I think they do about seven uh, yeah. to nine uh, subjects but how do you give all of the subjects that you're doing the equal attention, attention uh, so that um Yes, you might like communications, you might be a writer and artist and all of that, but you also equally have to do well at mm, these mm, other mm. Um, um, lessons so that you don't have one that is above the other one mm. and the other one uh, below the other one. Because if I'm going to give you an opportunity, I'm going to look at the excellence uh, across board. Absolutely. And I think just the idea that they 
the responsibility to make the curriculum relevant is on them. Yeah. It's not on the parents. It's not on the teachers. There's a computer lab. Uh, if you've got a computer lab, you've got access to a radio, you've got access to social media, use that platform to find out what's happening where and how can you participate. You know, what I forgot to tell them was that actually I might not have went to school for, you know, radio, but I can vividly remember uh, Bagang, I think, between the ages of um, 6 and 10, uh, my mother deliberately made a decision not to buy a television. Yeah. So what that meant is, uh, I do homework, but my mode of media that I listened to most before the, the, the smartphone and all of that yeah. was a lot of radio. Yeah. So, you know, and, and not to take that lightly to say, as a kid, every single day, I was listening to great pres- presenters, great personalities, learning the art and craft um, of radio just from observation. And I think that has now translated to some of the work that I do today. And so I think one of the things that we wanted to also, you know, a mindset that we wanted to introduce to them, uh, you, you, you can start now to engage with industry. You yeah. don't have to wait until um, you're at university. I think that the last thing for me that we picked up was also um, introducing them to some of the skill sets or global conversations around talent uh, you mentioned the school that we went to yeah. uh, they got the chance to get into a robotics uh, lesson or class yeah. uh, to know where the world is going and you know what are some of the skills that are being engaged on they might not be able to get these skill sets being taught in the conventional curriculum yeah. uh, but you know they got to see that the other institutions that offer add-on subjects yeah. uh, that they can that they can complement. So I think that was a really great part of um, our our experience as well in terms of exposing them to what's currently happening. Yeah, <laughs> because even when they went to the school that you're talking about, um, Brainstream, um, that's where they are teaching. You know, we always talk about science, technology, um, engineering, arts, and mathematics, mm-hmm. right? How do you bring all of these conversations that are now being had in the global space mm-hmm. relevant? Um, to them at a young age. And the good thing about Brainstream is that it's targeting these youngsters to introduce them to your robotics, to introduce them to your coding at the basic um, level. And the good thing about that also is we got into link uh, their visit to Brainstream with the visit to the Orange um, Digital Center. They have a lab uh, there where they're teaching um, laser printing, uh, laser technology, embroidery, and these are some of the skills that you like you're saying you wouldn't get them in this classroom mm. but you have students doing extra subjects like your art your he um your designing technology right but the good thing about the program that we did uh, with Ikaheng is we didn't take the top tier um, students. We got to mix them with those that are not really performing well academically, uh, but they have other interests. They have other talents. How then do we expose them to industries where they can um, strive? When you talk about your laser printing, your um, the coding, um, the digital technologies that are there, that is something that somebody, a youngster could have interest um, 
in that and once you give them that exposure they're able to have a seed implant in their head and see how they can nurture it uh, so that they could maybe perhaps tap into to, to that and uh, they might go into you know the form three examination not do so well mm. uh, but then it doesn't mean it's the end of the road i mean the world right now is headed to was having your virtual jobs um having works in the creativity that is going to present itself in many forms so this is a way for us to say to these students that um have different um avenues that you could take your career to absolutely uh, we'll close it off by this just you know as a teaser you know diversity is a big part of what we're doing um and that's why we've got a mix of young talent that we're working with uh, um we've got those that are high performance like you said we've got those that are average but also we have those that might be uh, struggling academically yeah. but we also have those that are differently abled yeah. um and we also have those that they they they, they probably are smart they probably are intelligent intelligent but they're just not like interested in school the, what, what i often say is they have energy that needs to be channeled in Somewhere the right else. direction exactly yeah. so i mean that diversity and we're doing it for a reason mm-hmm. uh, the mindset that i believe we need to look into mobotswana is the mindset of specializing earlier on in whilst we're still in school i mean you heard the story you know you asked him how come he didn't participate uh, in Tirolose Chal. Yeah. and he said no i unfortunately i didn't pass well to be able to qualify for that so I immediately needed to get a job yeah. but when you zoom into his academics did he really not perform well or yeah. he just didn't perform well in areas where he's really not called for yeah. there was the part of writing and English that he was excelling extremely well at and it might have taken him a number of years before he ultimately arrives at uh, commercializing just the writing skill that he has or the competence he has in English um, to, to, to an actual brand ambassadorship deal and when you really look at it what does he do he listens documents and tells stories yeah. and so you know the mindset that we need to inspire both in schools and the reason why we have a diverse pool is to even those students to say you know what you might not pass all your subjects but you're certainly brilliant in something so where is your brilliance where are your pockets of brilliance and so that's what we hope to also inspire and also inspire the teachers themselves how yeah. they approach talent right um, imagine if Lizzie let today was busy being distracted it's a 10 you know yeah. what I mean and he has to specialize in all of that and after that he has to pick what is he going to study in college university but there was some element in his story where there was an identification of his talent and that was focused on right yeah. so and whether you, you you know it or not a story like him there's an entire value chain around him yeah I um, mean there's entire you know opportunity for jobs around him just his talent of running Right. And so, you know, that's the mindset that uh, we're trying to inspire as we continue to explore this issue around unemployment, which is both an immediate problem, but it's also longitudinal yeah. unemployment. I think you and I had a chance to have with, uh, conversations with some great uh, consultants where we were asked the question, where do you think unemployment starts? Yeah. 
And I thought it was immediately after you graduate and we we were shocked to realize that it actually starts from family planning at birth. At birth. (laughs) And so, you know, somebody might be wondering why are we having, you know, these conversations or or giving a platform to to young talent in junior secondary schools. And it's to say the unemployment problem has long started. And so by assisting that young talent at that level, we're already beginning to, in the long term, you know, solve that challenge um, of unemployment. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Right. Let's just uh, stop it there. And uh, that was just a teaser. Maybe we're going to have part of two of this conversation as we go towards the end of our, our project at Ikari Engineering School. This is what we call the Convo Lounge Experiences, taking these youngsters on learning expeditions around uh, the city of Khaboroni, exposing them to the different um, economic zones that are there in the country. Stick around as we bring you more of this on the Convo Lounge podcast. Bye. This is the Convo Lounge. Expression. Exposure. Experience.